and warm welcome to SAP on Azure YouTube channel episode 166. Uh, today uh, it's November 2nd and here with Robert and Holger, where we are here to talk about everything about SAP and Microsoft. Hi guys. So today we have a two special guests, not the new one, Ambo and Peter. We had them in the past, but we have them again jointly on a super, I mean, in my opinion, very important topic about premium storage V2. Uh, storage for SAP is extremely important, especially for the database part. They're also very expensive, you know, because of the sizes of, of, the, of the data. Performance, IOP throughput and, and latency is also extremely important for the performance of the database and also the whole SAP system. So Premium V2 uh, is a, a new version coming after the Premium V1. Premium V1 is really a kind of bread and butter in Azure. However, Premium V2 comes with a lot of goodies. It is a faster than the V1. It, it offers sub-millisecond latency, meaning interesting as well for the HANA. Uh, also seems it's kind of cheaper. It also offer a lot of flexibility. For example, for the HANA, you can you don't have to use just M series, but you can use other VM SKUs. You can tune performance separately, IOPS throughput size and pay separately. So change those performance on the fly, no downtime. So really a lot of goodies here. Now, but just before we start, uh, let's just introduce you folks uh, for for the guys who maybe see you for the first time. Maybe start with you, Peter. Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Peter Kalan. I'm a principal architect in the SAP Engineering Group. Um, I work well partly with some critical customers and partly with our uh, engineering colleagues. So where we engineer new new services or new VM sizes like. Yeah. Anbu. Hello everyone, my name is Anbu. I'm a principal architect with the Microsoft. Uh, just like Peter, I do support the top engineering customers on the adoption of SAP and Azure workload. Super. So maybe, I mean, let, let's just start with the, with the uh, maybe some introduction to the premium V2. So maybe, uh, uh, Ambu, can you tell us more? I mean, not everybody might know it. You know, it's it's a relatively newer offering, so to say, compared to the premium V1. Absolutely. So let's get started. And as you rightly called it out, Goran, premium SSD V, uh, premium SSD was really the one of the dominating storage layer for us, especially for the database workload. And then along with that, most recently, we released premium SSD V2 which kind of has slightly a different um, characteristic. Let's look at it, what are those? For example, if you really look at the latency, I mean, you already called it out. The latency here is really a sub millisecond. We get really the low latency in the premium SSD V2. Use case wise, it's pretty useful for, uh, I want to say for the database workloads. Today, it can really support uh, pretty large database workloads. And then along with that, let's look at the sizes. What are the sizes that it offers? It offers really more of a custom, customizable size. You can configure anywhere from one GB to all the way to 64 terabyte. You can pick the size that you exactly you need. Whereas in a premium SSD, we used to really like, you know, go by the SKUs where the size is predefined and the throughput is predefined, IOPS is predefined. Along with that, 
there are some busting capability available to really elevate the throughput or IOPS. That, that's how the premium SSD, SSD predominantly works. Whereas in the premium SSD V2 world, we have the ability to really like pick a size of your requirement and pick a really the throughput of your requirement and also the IOPS. But at the same time, a single premium SSD V2 can give maximum of 1200 uh, MB per second. Let's say if you need more than 1200, you'll end up adding one more disk and do the simple striping. That's how you just get the more throughput. So that's how the building blocks works. From the building block standpoint, this is a really the absolute big number that you can go for a single disk. And then there's the highest IOPS that you can get in a single disk. But eventually you can really combine multiple disks and stripe it. Then you're going to get the really the throughput of the total number of disks that you added. And that's how this works. And as for the really the few things to keep in mind, premium SSD V2 doesn't support as a operating system disk yet. It does have some capability. It, it is it has a really the uh, I want to say the Azure backup is supported in a private preview. And because it is not there in a OS disk, there is no ASR support yet as well. So those are the two things to keep in mind. Beside that, for the large part, it's almost there for to consume it for your HANA layer or for Oracle layer, for a DB2 layer. You can use it for the SAP uh, HANA as well as any DB. Let's look at it how, where the assets are. Let me probably take you through some of the assets and we'll share the link in the YouTube channel. And this is one of the area where the first and foremost, you wanna just find out for the given region where you are at, is the premium SSD V2 is really available. This is a place where you can quickly, quickly come and really, if you are a customer, this is the first exercise that you want to do to make sure that, that your, the disk is available. You know, some cases it's available in two zones, in some cases it's available, in most of the cases it's available in three zones, but this is where you start. And you also want to just understand how this behaviorally it works. For example, and it provides a sub-millisecond, that's great, but there are some sector size changes, or I want to say additional sector sizes are here compared to the premium SSD. In premium SSD, by default, and by default, and that, that's the only size that we give is a 512 sector size. Whereas in a premium SSD V2, the default is a 4K. You can also create 512 if you want. There is an option of doing both. So the default behavior in a premium SSD is 512, whereas in SSD V2, the default behavior is a 4K. 512 can also be provisioned if you need it. So that's a difference to keep in mind because it's super critical for Oracle, especially the Oracle by default installed with the 512. If you ever really have to uh, maintain the same Oracle 512 to 512, you could do that. Or if you want to change it to 4K, we'll talk about that. There is a way to really, you can set in the Oracle installation to make it to 4K. Then you'll end up really like go with the default behavior of the premium SSD. So there are a couple of ways you can do it. We'll talk about it a little bit more as we go along. Let's see what else. And then as far the really the, our best practice goes, this is really the, I want to say really is center of everything for us. Everything that we do in engineering is get published here. This is our official documentation location and the premium SSD, all the guidelines has been clearly called out and well laid out. If you are really interested in going towards the premium SSD V2, I highly encourage each one of you to go through this page carefully, read it a few times to make sure you are really accustomed with this page. This is what is going to make you successful. And yeah, then and basically it's not, not just for the HANA, it's for all the other databases, right? Yes. And then for the other database, to your point, yes, then we, we do call out that in a 
let's say if I go to the how to guide and other databases, for example, like a SQL Server, and it does have the premises DB2, if I'm not mistaken, uh, already we call out that guy here. Uh, yeah, the V1 and V2, both or are V2. called out here. Yes, you can use it. Today our documentation is updated for SQL Server, AAC. I'm not very positive Oracle and DB2 is updated. Technically, you can consume it. Peter also will share some guidelines around it. So I, there's no problem, right? And let's really go to the storage layer again. And this is where we were at. So now I want to just quickly give SAP set of the equation as, as well. I mean, a lot of customer, a lot of time the customer wants to know, is it even certified by SAP? Can I really use it for my production workload? These are the very genuine question customer ask. And then this is really the SAP HANA certified list. Yes, if you come down to that page, open the SKUs. Yes, we have published already. V2 has been certified and you can really safely and uh, leverage it for your customer use case. This is how you validate. So what we are saying in nutshell, introduce yourself by going to the general Azure page, go to the really the SAP best practice page to expose yourself to understand what is the ground rule for the SAP, then validate in the SAP page if you have to validate to just make sure that all are lined up. At this point, what we are saying is, these three are just basically giving the confidence to move forward and deploy it in a production. Yeah, what, what I what I I think it was kind of interesting here. Um, premium V two versus V one. V one is with the uh, running only on the M series because on the M series with premium V one you need to use right accelerator, which is only supported on a M series, meaning you can't use with the other VM SKUs. And that's not the case with the premium V2, right? So there is Excellent. no right accelerator, meaning the customer has much bigger flexibility to use with the other VM SKUs, right? Absolutely, Goran, I mean, you nailed it. What Goran is basically getting into in premium SSD, especially the HANA log needs a sub millisecond latency. The way to achieve it today using a right accelerator feature that's available only in the M series. That's how we deliver it. Whereas in a premium SSD V2, by default, it provides sub-millisecond latency, able to meet the HANA log KPI requirement, and we really don't need a right accelerator. Given what Goran is saying, we can actually, especially in the E-series, we have a lot of uh, VMs certified with the E-series. All that can be, you can use it directly the premium SSD V2. You don't need a really the yeah, right accelerator. So yeah, that's really the advantage. I mean, that's a good call out, uh, Goran. Yes, you don't need it. And that's advantage of having this storage directly without additional uh, the capabilities and other things are not required. You can directly consume it. All right, with that, what we thought, so Goran, how about we give some demo? Yeah, I mean, otherwise too boring, you know, so just- Yes, let's do it. Let, let, let's do it. What I've done is I prepared a small VM. It is really the E96 V5 with a 96 like a vCPU and whatever, like a small number of memory. And then let's go to the disk section. Uh, there are two things to notice here. As I said, the OS disk has to be a premium SSD. It can't be premium SSD V2 yet. I'm going to say make an emphasize there as of today, in a number of while we're recording this, this is really supported only for the data disk, not for the OS disk. This would change as a roadmap get fully developed. So right now I have a premium SSD V2, 
there are a bunch of really the data disks, four of them, and then two log, log disks. And that, that's what we got here in this configuration. And if you look at the throughput, each one has about 250. So total of your data can get about one GB. That's what this is, one GB per second throughput, which is a pretty sizable throughput. Let's go do a small thing here. What we will do here is, let's restart this machine. Hopefully the size is good enough. The font size is good enough. Uh, um, I can read it, I can read it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Most so the good. first thing that I want to show you is, since I have a mix of premium SSD and premium SSD V2, and I want to show real quick uh, the default, and this is the size you get in a premium SSD. This is the only size you get. Whereas the other one, I will run the script real quick. Um, so whereas the remaining six of them has really the 4K, the default, we just, I just okay. went with the default. So you have 4K, you could, if you want, you can pick even 512 as well. But here you don't have a choice, you get 512. That's really the premium SSD, the way behavior of that. This is how the size works. It's important to keep in mind because uh, when you come to migration, we'll talk about it. Can I take a snapshot here and do all of that? We'll talk about it, but I'm just saying that it's important to notice this plays a role in Oracle. It plays a role in a migration and all that. Now let's really go to FIO. And then I have a small FIO script here. What so that's script does uh, is, IO load tool, right? For the right. What, the, what this tool does is it's going to run against HANA data. It's going to run about uh, 250k block write kind of workload. And for parallelism, what it is going to do We'll just run this guy. And what we are going to do is while this is running, we should get about roughly 1000 um, MB per second throughput. While this is running, we'll go make it to 500. Something will uplift. Right now we are getting about close to 1000, yeah. right? And then so now what the we are going to limit. Yeah. yeah, that's the limit. That's because it's coming from here. Now dynamically, we are going to change this to something like 500. Let's do that. And I have a script here, small script. Basically what it does is it goes against each disk and then increase the throughput to the 500. So we will basically take this throughput, submit it here. Yep, so this throughput, so I just basically like did it in a script way. Let's now go to the portal to see the throughput has been taken. Still hasn't taken. I'll take a probably. Maybe you do a full page refresh sometimes. Yeah, Dave. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All right, let's do the full. Page you go refresh. on a link on the link. Just oh, yeah, you, you, you. Oh, there, okay. yeah, there. Yeah, I know it's been out to open us for some time. So to your point. All right, let's see this. Okay. Still 500. Uh, okay, let's see whether my script really ran it or not. <laughs> right. Uh, let's go back to the thing. Hopefully, I'm connected. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, if I'm not connected, then it's not going to. I'll just connect anyway. It's been some time that I connected here. Uh, and I'll rerun it because if I'm not connected, it's not going to make that call. So that's probably what's going on. Uh, let's really save this, copy this guy. Once it's connected, we'll run it. 
yeah let let this guy go through the connect sequence once it goes through the connect sequence yeah um say no and me okay all right let's clear this guy we'll make it slightly big here and we'll run this guy now all right so this is running now it's running in the background now we will go look at this guy if it doesn't do it i'm going to just do it manually if the script is giving some grief there i'll just do it manually then maybe there is some connectivity issue or whatever is going on so yeah. we'll go to the size the way you do it is really simple right you come here make it 500 and save it okay right we'll just do it manually time being so that we kept this guy going. I don't know, there is a snafu going on between my Visual Studio and portal. That's okay. I'll get this guy going now. So this is how we do it. I mean, if you think about it, it it's really simple. I mean, you could, you could have done it in a script way, but you do it manually. It doesn't matter, but the net net net, what we are looking for is dynamically our goal is to dynamically change the size to a higher size and then as you really increase it to a higher size now we're expecting yep it's all changed okay. to 2000 now if you allow a few minutes this job will slowly it's already jumped it's already okay. jumped to two so as you can see it was doing thousand now it is doing two thousand so that's a capability that you have in a premium SST V2, they are independently adjustable. So right? basically you did it on the fly. On the so fly. meaning no need to stop the database, the VM, change right. it. You just change it on the running VM, on the running database, on the running SAP system without any downtime. And basically Absolutely. it's an interesting because Okay, that's an example for the throughput, but you could do also for the IOPS, for example. You right, can very much well. do that for IOPS. So and the question comes: Can you do it for size? And the size as well, exactly. So no, you can't do it. You can't do it for size yet. It's coming as a feature, probably in the early next year. But right now, if you have to do the size, we have to take the system down and do it. That's the only thing. But size is not a driving factor. Once you set the size, often you know size is something that you set it up fairly well. Often right. we ended up really tweaking for the throughput and IOPS. That's really the pain point a lot of but, customer have. But the use case could be okay. I'm having increase of the load end of the quarter. You know what I know. I need more throughput IOPS, whatever. You right. just give it on the fly, no downtime. When when the load is finished, you know, okay. Then you just downsize it, and you basically pay only for what you used, right? Exactly. Cool. You nailed it. That that's exactly how it works. So what I'm going to do now is since my uh, thing is giving me a grief here. So I'm not going to use this. Uh, so what, what, what I'm going to show here is I'm going to show snapshot now. There is a behavior that we have to remember about snapshot. So here, if we are done with the topic, I'm going to just show the demo of snapshot. Here, what we are doing is the source disk is the data disk zero, one, two, three, four. We'll just do it for the first four disk. We'll take a snapshot. When you take a snapshot, the snapshot name is going to be iPhone S9. That's how I code it here. That's what is going to happen. We'll take a copy of this. This time we will go straight to the cloud shell instead of really running it in a, a this thing. I'm going to run it here. So what is going to happen is this guy is going to initiate the snapshot. 
let's look how that looks in the portal. If I go back to my resource group, if I really sort it by the type, if I collapse the disk, and I have a snapshot here coming up. So let's do the slash S9. I'm going to just search for a slash S9. Okay, the snapshot has not really made it here. Soon you will see that snapshot is going to make it as it's really created the snapshot, right? Once the snapshots are created, it's just saying that it is done. Let's see, hopefully it shows up here. There'll be there'll be always small delay. No, You'll yeah, see it yeah. uh, between the, this is the asynchronous kind of activity. So now the most important things to keep in mind here is when I open the snapshot in the premium SSD, not in a V2, in SSD, as soon as the snapshot is created, you will see this percentage, 100 percentage. Whereas in a premium SSD V2, it'll be zero. That's because there is a background copy that needs to take place in both cases. Whereas in a premium SSD V2, the way the feature is delivered, the copy has to be completed before it turns into 100. And then that's when, once it's turned 100, that's when you can create a new disk from the snapshot. In a sense, in premium SSD, I'll tell you the older version where, where, where you can create a new disk right after the snapshot, whereas in a premium SSD V2, we will have to wait for this copy to complete. We are talking about the very first copy is going to take the full copy. Subsequently, we are talking about only the changes that it is going to take. So it's only the incremental that we are talking about from S8 to S9, whatever the incremental it is, until that copy is done, we won't be able to create a new disk. So that's a behavioral change between the premium SSD and premium SSD V2. I'll pause here if there are any questions uh, go on. No, no, sound, sounds good. And I mean, we, we will touch this one. Peter would also uh, cover it for the migration, for example, part because um, snapshot is uh, generally could be a way to go when right. moving from like, zone to zones, you're creating a snapshot out of snapshot, creating a new disks. Um, so this is um, this is a good introduction. Yeah, to that. Right. Part and what well. we did yeah. here is uh, while you're saying that, uh, Peter, uh, go on what we what we did is we took the snapshot of S9 and then uh, took a snapshot of S9 and tried to create a new disk called DS9. It clearly says that there the copy is still in progress. Yeah. So even if you attempt to create, you're going to get an error like this, which is expected behavior. Yeah. So that's really the behavioral change that we have to, we want to catch it. What else we want to catch? If you're good with the throughput, sector size, and this one, now let's go back to our deck. And okay, now this all looks good. Is it commercially viable? Is it even the price makes sense in the premium SSD for me to really latch onto it? What does the price looks like? Let's take a small example. Now I'm going to take a couple of example to show the price. Uh, give me a second. Let's go through the scenario. So I have a couple of uh, session the scenarios prepared here, which I'll take you through, and that should give you some idea. So what I have prepared is I prepared one with the premium SSD. I'll put the premium SSD here on the left side. I'll put the premium SSD V2 on the right side. And if you come down, we'll collapse this. We'll keep this one for our exercise right now. I'm going to collapse this, collapse this, and I'll keep this one for our exercise. What we are doing here is 
I have picked just a phi tool for an attest purpose, uh, for a demo purpose here. Phi tool provides phi tool GB disk, which is a P20 disk, provides about 2,300 IOPS, 1,500 provision, and then it has a busting capability. It can go up to 170 when it busts. This is really the characteristic of this disk. And over here, what we are going to do in a premium SSD, this is on the East US. In East US, there's a premium SSD. Now we are talking about premium SSD V2. Then I'm going to make it to one disk. Let's do one disk. And then if you really look at the price, let's make this 512. All right. So if you really look at the price difference now, and this one is four disk, let's make it to one disk. We are going to take a one-to-one -one comparison. So this comes about $73, this comes about $41. So as you can see, there is an annual average when you do the HANA solution, we are noticing somewhere around 30% range cheaper, premium SSD is 30% cheaper. That's number one. Number two, while we are here, can I, so the throughput wise is only 125. I want to make it to 170, my busting. I want to just, not 150, I want to go, how far you can go, 170. Even if I do that, still it is a $42.92, lot yeah. cheaper than what this one is. That's number one. Number two, what we can additional, say, I'll go ahead, Goran, if you have any question. Yeah, I'm just thinking the, I mean, with the PE1, you can change the VMSQs. The size will stay the same. However, it, you can go to the higher VMSQ with more IOPS and throughput, but you pay the full price of the higher VMSQs, right? Correct. So, I mean, you mean like the disks queues? yes. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. And then what we are going to, is that all you can do in premium SSD? There is more we can do it, which, which we'll go through now. I'm going to take 512 divided by 4, which gives me about 128. So let's make this 128. And then four disks, because we need a four disk to make it to 512. The price is still the same, but now there is something else is happening. Let's make this one to default 125. So mm -hmm. what is this the default? We haven't talked about it. Let's talk about it. Every time you create a disk, 3000 IOPS, 125 MB per second throughput is already factored into the disk price. It's almost free. Yeah. Think of that as those two factored. If you create a four disk, now each disk will get 3,000. Because you have four disk, four times 3,000 is 12,000 12, IOPS is already factored into this price. This $41 already includes 12,000 IOPS. Then here it will go up to 500 MP per second throughput. You can imagine. So exactly the same configuration. It's a 512. Instead of one disk, we divided by four, and now we configured four disks instead of one disk. Now I get really 12,000 IOPS, 500 MP per second throughput, which Included pretty much really like price. Yeah. yeah, you can literally yeah. meet the HANA KPI with this kind of number. Yeah. So that's how powerful it is. The, the more disk you do, you get really more uh, the, the yeah. performance for the same price. Yeah, makes sense. Right, makes this is optimization. Sense. I mean, yeah, it's all good. And how is it really captured in our website? Let's go to our now SAP best practice. Real quick, we look at it. We are given, given some guidelines as well. So I just want to call it out. For example, if I have 256, 256, 256, this is exactly the same skew. What we did here is one disk, two disk, and four disk. It depends on how many disk I have. And then I may have to do some 
additional provisioning, the default provisioning extra throughput that I have to provision. If you really look at this one, initially for one disk, I have to additionally have to provision, which means you have to pay for additional throughput of 300 MP per second. If you have four disks, you don't have to pay for anything. Literally that become a wash. The size is still the same. The price is still, the, the, goes by, the price size is always going to be, the size related price is always going to be the same because you're not changing the size. We're only changing the number of disks. By doing that, you basically don't have to pay for the performance and you will end up getting the throughput that you need. This is one way to optimize premium SSD V2 while you're adapting. Super, yeah. Hopefully this makes sense. Makes and sense. then with that, now I'll quickly cover Oracle pot and then before we go into the little bit more complex stuff in a PV2. If you look at the Oracle, in the installation screen, there is a sector size that's called out. If you change that sector size to 4K, your premium SSD V2 by default comes with a 4K, then your installation will just go through. There's no problem. If you don't change this, it'll be just by default come 512, and then the default behavior of the disk is 4K, the installation most likely will fail. So in essence, what we are saying, freeze the size that you want to go with on the either one of the side, either the Oracle side or that side, and maintain it on both sides. Basically, you have to maintain it. That's all it is. As long as you maintain both same, you can do both on the premium SSD. Premium SSD is capable of doing 512 and 4K, so does Oracle, but just make sure don't mix it up. It has to be exactly the same than the Oracle installation. There are customers who reported, oh, the Oracle installation is failing. Yes, it will fail if they are not aligned. Mm, That's something yeah, to call yeah. out. Yeah. All right. That's really a lot of good stuff here. Um, um, Goran and Peter is waiting. Uh, so maybe we'll switch gear. Now, and then now we go deep dive, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's usually nice that we have Ambu and Godan because they like to talk. So the time goes faster. <laughs> <laughs> now the real yeah. stuff comes. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So um, maybe a comment on this one, right? right? Also, I think that also the premium V1 by default it supports 512E and 4K, right? Premium V2 by default supports 4K. So we already had questions coming from uh, colleagues which are running HANA. Hey, what if I migrate and how does it go? We even showed them that there is no uh, penalty. While if you would be using Oracle with 512E on premium V2, there potentially is penalty because that is, that, is a, that is an emulation. So the background storage has to do some things that you get performance out and there are cases where there could be a slight performance penalty because you're using 512. Um, but anyway, all the modern databases should be able to use 4K. There are, of course, some restrictions on also DB2 that if you're running some older databases, you need 512. Um, but we don't see that much that, that much anymore. Right? Um, what I wanted to comment also is, uh, yeah, the storage configuration, this is particularly important for the big machines which we have, right? And what's, what's on our roadmap. So this is going to be a little bit more interesting. So I'll ask Goran if you can share the presentation. And uh, yeah, or let's have a look. Ambo, you have it, I believe. The same. Oh, yeah, you're I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're able to see my screen or not yet? No, no. no. Okay, okay, give me a second. Let me share. Yeah. All right. Okay, hopefully it's coming back again. Yes. Yeah. 
So yep. these are pretty interesting two architectures, right? Which we, we call it VHM. VHM is our program for really the big machines. This is so-called 24 terabyte machines, which we have. So the M832IXS V2 is the name. And these machines, let's say, were really, really um, engineered together with, with customers, right? We had a customer a few years back coming to us saying, look, we need a virtual machine. We don't want to go with HANA large instances. And we started working together with them how this should be configured from a storage networking perspective. They were so, we were in this case also had a huge insight on their on-prem environment, what the storage is doing, what the networking is doing. And we tailored a little bit uh, differently what you usually see in Azure, right? Usually in Azure, you see uh, a lot of networking throughput and a, lot, and a little less storage throughput, but in this case, we did it a little bit differently. So the m 832 access V2 is capable of doing somewhere around seven, in some cases, even higher than seven gigabytes per second, around 120,000 IOPS per second um, without any bigger issues. So in this case, what's important, right? Um, is that sometimes you are not starting with 24 terabyte initially, right? uh, but you're starting with smaller ones. And here the, it's interesting configuration for HANA data, right? You would say, hey, I can be fine with four disks and I'm running the six terabyte or 12 terabyte Azure VM, which is able to do 80,000 IOPS and uh, two gigabytes of storage. And you say four disks should be more than enough, right? But then you realize going to bigger machines or the latest what is coming, well, those machines will be doing way more, right? Like we said, this one is going is doing around seven gigs, around 120,000 IOPS. And the four disks would not do it, right? Because the four yeah. disks would mean that you are kept at around 4,800 megabytes per second. Which in this case might even even be somehow okay, right? Because we still have to divide the, the, the throughput between the data and log. But it's really on the lower end what we recommend here, right? Our observation currently is what we recommend to certain customers is around five gigabytes per second on data and uh, up to two gigabytes on the log. Um, that's coming from also the, 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 the experience with different mm -hmm. customers, yeah. what they are doing that the HANA can usually use. But if you look a little bit further into the future, four disks means that going to eight disks, either you have to use uh, HANA striping internally, right? So you can use that or you have to migrate data to eight disks. So in general, it's probably better that in this case, maybe even start with eight disks because you have a capability to go way, way, way faster, right? Um, on the log, probably two disks are pretty okay. Um, what we are seeing with these uh, huge customers is, in general, now we are seeing also some numbers that are quite high, but they are still around one gig per second. And the IOPS are not even that high that we would say, hey, we now we need 100,000 IOPS on the log. but. Um, two disks should be sufficient, and we'll see that this 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 looks to be okay. But on the HANA data, 
there you can expect more and the future will bring more. So that's why we see, hey, let's think about it a little bit and what's coming in the future. So, and then there are, of course, techniques that somebody can decide how I want to do it. Do I really want to have this or not? Um, but these are a good starting point and saying, hey, this is the limit I'm hitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's Thank like a bit really engineered. Yeah, but more, more, more discs you get for free, uh, those baseline IOPS and throughput. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if you need a less space, okay, you use the smaller one, right? So you yeah. pay less. So um, that is something, uh, but yeah, but th it's decent, right? So I wouldn't go and overkill myself with lots of lots of discs because there is still a limitation between size IOPS and the throughput. There should be a certain size that you can get maximum IOPS on the throughput, right? That's pretty well documented. So creating one gigabyte disk and putting them a lot of there, that's probably not going to solve all the issues. Not a good idea. Yeah. And then here we have this HCMT results we were running, right? Um, and what we see here is the latency, which in this case was exceptionally low. It's around zero, even under 0 0.6, but um, let's put it this way. This is, since it's initial testing that we were doing, means that the infrastructure is not fully loaded yet. So we had some space and we got really, really good results on the latency. Um, so I would still expect them to be under 0 0.8 in all cases, what we've seen so far, we never exceeded. Normally we are seeing 0 0.7. And it also comes down to the testing tool, right? Because if I run the same test with HCMT and let's say a file like Ambush before, it is, it's not the same because everybody has its own methodology, how they really measure this, right? Yeah. But what we're seeing here, numbers are pretty good um, and this, this looks okay. On the other side, what we see is the throughputs for these bigger sizes, we can see that basically the tool was measuring up to eight gigabytes per second, right? So seven to eight gigabytes per second. It's really capable of, the machines are capable, the storage is capable. So from that perspective, we don't see any issues of running premium V2 either with uh, this big yeah. reactor. It's really, it's from that perspective, um, after the latest and greatest updates, we were really amazed what the machines were able to deliver. Yeah. It can help you with the, what are the use cases here, uh, Peter? Startup, what else? We, it, this is amazing. This is for the right. This is, yeah. this is for the right. The right is generally, how to say, a little bit easier for us. Um, the reading, reading will be slightly lower, but still pretty good, right? If somebody asks me if the startup is uh, really important, I expect that customers running these big machines have high availability pairs, right? Okay. Sure, startup is again important during the that basically how exposed, load, yeah. how exposed yeah. you are during the 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 the, the, the passive node is not available, but. Um, I would say that the more important is the writing because the majority of the time the systems are up and running and they are writing and we see that this, yeah, it benefits, right? Especially in these big, big VMs where you have different active, different internal processes that also HANA utilizes. We've seen huge, like 
five, like I said, the customer was having five gigabyte limit. It was on premium Vivana at that point in time. And we've seen huge safe points coming down or other activities on the HANA that were writing like crazy. And in this case, the write is really important because that was yeah. a decisive factor on the performance of the system. Oh, awesome. This is yeah. amazing. I mean, we never would have thought three years back, four years back, we are going to hit 7,000, 8,000 numbers. These are pretty phenomenal per VM. Yeah. We are talking about per VM. Per VM, yes. Awesome. It's really, so, it's it's high numbers. It's like like you said, even we internally were initially a little bit skeptical, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things awesome. are there. This, this is really awesome. Right. Customer, I mean, like, these these about are crazy numbers, yeah. yeah. yeah we have a yeah. lot of customers, right? In 24 terabit club now, we have a lot of customers in 24 terabit club. I call it the 24 terabit club. And yeah, those customers but, need these kind of solutions. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. Customers are coming in from different angles, right? Some are really on the 24 terabyte machines and saying memory is a little tight. Uh, can you get me something bigger, right? Or they have to scale out. Um, some are coming in because of the more CPU, right? This yeah. you have 832 virtual CPUs. So different different reasons. And we've seen also customers. We were in the discussion with certain customers saying, look, seven gig might be a little low. We would need 16 gigabytes. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. But then you realize that the way how they perceive the numbers might not be okay. But really, it's it is that there's really huge uh, customers still, or let's say huge customer cases that it's unbelievable what they require. Awesome work. Okay. Peter. I mean, and now let's go ahead, Vukaran. I mean, I was yeah, thinking I'm just wondering who would need this kind of stuff, but still, <laughs> some of huge one do need. Yeah, go on. Yeah, maybe the, the general topic actually it's about, I mean, migration topic meaning pro migration to the PV2, for example, from the V1. That's one one uh, side of the story. Another would be. I mean, okay, if I'm in the zone, I have a, the premium V2, how I, I can migrate from one zone to another one as an example, right? So this is generally, I believe many customers are asking such a questions. Correct. And then for the migration from how customers are approaching today, they take the HA standby, go redo the storage and copy it and then do the HSR catch up again. That's one way to keep the outage less and then do it. That's one approach that customers are doing it. Let's say you have some compelling project system copies going on, uh, system refresh, you can take advantage to do the QA during that time. That's one way to look at it. If there are customers still, I mean, depends on your case. And if you ever have to rebuild for whatever the reason it is, migration is happening, you're redoing some of the stuff at the infrastructure reasons, that's another time to introduce and go to the PV2. So you can look for your schedule to see where the really the alignment is, where you can have a less outage and pick the technique that's going to support you. So the point is we don't have at this point of time an easy way to migrate to convert to convert right. the V1 to the V2. So basically just you need a new disk, new stripes, and then migrate the data, whatever, HSR, replication, backup restore, you name it, right? You can Correct. I mean you can, you can use the snapshot, right? Oh, you, you can. Yeah. Well, you can. Maybe ahead, yeah. there is there's one thing. What what we did with with one customer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, talking about migration from premium V1 to premium V2 because they want to save costs. 
-hmm. um, and of course, migrating inside the VM. So it means attaching premium V1 and existing disk and attaching premium V2 is one of the reasons if you really want to save costs, right? Because what happened in premium V1, you had to really oversize the disks to get the performance, right? Because there the size was determining factor what you get from the IOPS and, uh, and the throughput, right? You could do this provisioned IOPS and everything, but hey, that was not available all the time. So you, you've created bigger disks than needed, and the, 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 glow, the, the main driver for the premium V2 costs is anyway size, not the IOPS, not the throughput. So we discussed how they can go, right? You can do a new VM, do HANA system replication, then you can design storage out of basically from zero. And the other thing is you can do snapshot and restore it. Yes, then you're getting a discount basically because of you're just saving coming from premium V1 to premium V2. Or the third would be, okay, do an, we call it an in-VM migration. So it means attach premium V2, create it as you want, and then copy the data from premium yeah. 1 to premium V2. Um, none of this is, how to say, uh, effortless. No right? Yeah. Um, and we did some calculations um, how long this would run for really the big big machines, um, the big the biggest machines. So it means the 12 terabyte and the, the 24 terabyte, which we showed, was around 2.5 hours. This this there was a with so-called prerequisite that log volume is full 75 percent, data volume is full 50 percent, and we put some throughput buffer. But we know if you want to prepare for this migration log volume, you can clear it out pretty easily. Data volume, that's another thing, right? But you could be within the range of two hours that you could do this kind of copies, right? So it's doable. The yep. method it is yep. how you want to yep. do it and what you want to yep. do with the optimization. Yep. If you want to change something in the architecture, maybe HSR is the best thing. Mm. If, you're not, yep. if you're happy with everything and just changing the storage, yeah, different options are possible, yeah. So that will be from the V1 to the V2. To right? the V2. Yeah. To, yeah. So, but then we yeah. have Ambud. Yeah, go on. So that's some of most of what we want to cover, Goran. Yeah. I mean, the one that one topic, maybe we, we, if we switch to yours, basically like there are customers who don't have the VHM in all the zones and they want to move the VM from one another zone to the zone where the VHM is. For that, I think we use that most script that you you know you have developed this over here. This one today it doesn't have a PV2 yet. I think you have a plan to publish PV2 publish very soon. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Coming. This this is uh, it's coming uh, basically. Um, I mean, let's say uh, assumption is customer have a zonal VM with the premium V2 and want to change the zone for the different reason. Like you mentioned one I have there, the those higher skews, right? Right. So uh, the, the, the script is generally what is doing is creating a snapshot. What you were mentioning in the pie from the snapshot creates a new zonal disk. Now this functionality, it's not yet public. I mean, not public, it's not yet published. It will be published. We just recently, Ambu, we tested with a big customer to move it actually um, from one zone to another zone. As you were mentioning in the past, the challenge is a bit um, 
the downtime because um, of those waiting for the snapshot to be copied in the background, right? So the whole process is automated, work quite well. What I'm just thinking is the way how to even optimize it more, run it in parallel, so to say, yeah. But generally it's kind of, it's working and it's it will be, will be available as well as an option for the customers, right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, here's a question for you. How often in your life you have seen 30% saving in the storage, going from one storage version to another storage? I haven't seen it that often. It To me, it looks pretty significant. And plus technical capability that unlocks a lot of technical capability, the knobs that's given to you, which you didn't have it before. Right, I think this looks pretty compelling. Customers, when they first look at it, and they, okay, yeah, price is good. I get excited, but as soon as they see the technical capability, they said, oh, wow, I see the real operational benefits here overall. And yeah. we are seeing customers are taking the baby steps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, they get much more performance for cheaper money. I mean, it sounds like yes. a business use case to me. You have a lot of flexibility to tune it separately, size, IOPS and throughput, back and forth, at least right. for the IOPS and throughput, pay as you go as well, you know, as per need. I mean, and this is really great. So it gives a lot of flexibility. And I would say it's really motivation for many customers really to start to think about migrating, let's say, for example, from the V1 to the V2. Uh, Absolutely. Just, just to benefit. Yeah, great, great guys. I mean, uh, it's a whole whole uh, uh, hour, but I, I think definitely very valuable, very practical stuff. Um, I, I believe this should uh, motivate many customers to move to the V2. And um, I hope to have you back with some useful stuff as, uh, as well in the future, sim <laughs> similar to now, right? But it's always All nice right. chatting with you, Coron and Peter. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.